Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. seeing at the beginning of the service what we expect by the end and uh, there is nothing that moves God more than the prayer of repentance anybody can prerequisite Psalms 150 is just breath but what really gets heaven's attention is when we humble ourselves before him Say, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner that needs forgiveness. Lord, I, I need you to do it again, God. And I think what a powerful thing it would be tonight if everybody in the building, if you're physically able to kneel, uh, not physically able, you can sit, but get on your knees before God and say, Lord, I'm asking you to forgive me of every thought that's not right. Anything in my heart that's not pure. Any way that I've lived that's not in alignment from you. I wonder what would happen if we would humble ourselves before the king tonight. Come on, every saint of God, every preacher, every pastor. Get on your knees before the Lord. This is a house of prayer. And say, God, I'm so sorry for my attitude. I'm so sorry for not doing with that which I'm supposed to do. Whatever it might be that doesn't align with His Word, Lord, please forgive me. Would you do that, everybody? That's it. Let's return to our seats tonight. You remain seated. be right with God don't you I love to praise him I was healed of crippled feet so I I run every now and then but Jesus has been good to me he has been so so good to me and um, shout worship so thankful feels like victory, doesn't it? There's nothing that can replace an altar of repentance, though. I mean, feel like you humble yourself before the Lord. And the verse in my mind tonight is, let the words of my mouth, let the meditations of my heart be acceptable. I want every decision, everything that I do to please the Lord. How about you? 
way I live, the way I act, I want it to please God. Would you say amen? I mean, no, you can please the Lord by following His Word and loving His Word, and we're so thankful. But you know, the Scripture tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. How can you hear without a preacher? How can he preach except he be sent? Preachers are needed and necessary. I was speaking just a few nights ago about a preacher's friend talking about when the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul he, he references about boasting and infirmity and things that he'd been through. You think you've been through something? Go read Apostle Paul's story. My lands. He said, I was... He said, I was shipwrecked three times. He said, I, I laid in the sea. I, I, was in, I was in the sea for a day and for a night. Can you imagine that, being lost at sea all night, all day? He said, I was beat with a rod. He said, I was stoned and left for dead. He said, I was whipped five times at 39 stripes. That's 195 stripes on the back. You're talking about going through something. In that, he ends the narrative in 2 Corinthians 11, and he says, Yet I glory in the Lord. He said, For when the king in Damascus thought to apprehend me and keep me from going where God called me to go, he said, The disciples or the believers, they let me through a window. My first attack on ministry He said, they let me out of the window in a basket. Somebody shout, a basket. Can you imagine being the Apostle Paul looking up the wall and you got some saints holding on to a rope letting you down? Your whole future is in their hands. And God allowed a preacher's future to be in the hands of a few believers because there's nothing like the church. I said, there's nothing like the church. There's nothing like the church. There's nothing like, I'm not talking about the building. Buildings are going to change, but the church of God has remained. The church of God is very powerful. When I was growing up, they sang a song, it's built on a rock, a firm foundation. They would sing the lions, try to eat it, but they couldn't eat it. It was put to the fire, but the fire can burn it. How many know there's a church tonight? Amen. The church of Jesus Christ. I feel like preaching just a little bit. Thank God for every believer that you believe in the message and you believe in the messenger. How many thankful for every preacher we can send to a new territory? Come on, somebody out of stand to your feet and thank God for the preacher that we can send. For a preacher that came and knocked on your door. That preached the gospel of Jesus Christ to you. Oh, there's nothing like it. Tonight, we are so honored to remain standing. We have a, a missionary with us to, to Detroit. He's a metro missionary, going to plant not just a church, but churches there. And uh, we're so glad. On our first Sundays, we have Sunday night services, of course, as you know. But it's also our mission Sunday in our churches. It's where we give our faith promise, our global missions offering. And uh, we're so honored to have a missionary with us. He and his wife, his wife Rachel, amen, pastor and sister Richmond, pastor for 20 years. And uh, God called him to do it again. And I think we ought to give him a big welcome as he comes to greet you today. Would you welcome our missionary to the Metro District, amen, of Detroit, Michigan. Would you welcome him? Come on, let's clap our hands under the Lord. Can we do it together? Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. Metro Missionary, Career Church Planner to Detroit Metro. And uh, there's a great need there. I was telling the pastors on the bounds of the office today that uh, we're only, our district is only 2% of the land mass of Michigan, uh, but we are 50% of the population. 4.9 million people. We have 17 cities that have a population. 50,000 or more with no United Pentecostal Church and in some of those cities there is no apostolic witness and like Brother Bounds said we pastored for 20 years and all of a sudden the Lord began to talk to us as we formed our new district there 
and we were going to go back to our home church and send people out. But God said, that's your plan, but my will is to send you. And so we began the endeavors of resigning. We had an 8 o'clock service, 11.30 service, and a 3 o'clock service. We later changed that 8 o'clock service to 8.45 to make it sound better. And uh, we grew those churches, and then we resigned those, and then we were going to go back to the home church, and then God began to speak to us. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited about what God is doing. I was reading the other day in Exodus after the Ten Commandments was given. This is what the Lord said, In the altar of earth thou shalt make unto me, and shall sacrifice thereon thy burnt offerings and thy peace offerings, thy sheep and thy oxen, in all the places where my where I record my name, I will come unto thee, and I will bless thee. This building is not the church. It's just an altar of earth that we have deemed it prudent to come here and gather. He said where two or three are gathered in my name in a particular place. That's not what he said. He said where two or three are gathered in my name, I will. He went down to the lowest common denominator that he could. Where two or three are gathered in my name. I will be in the midst of them. And so we're going to Detroit Metro to build an altar of earth where there is not an altar of earth and gather people where we find it most prudent to be because we know the Lord will meet us there. And he said, if you will worship me there, whether it's in the open wilderness or in a tabernacle or a synagogue or anywhere, a church, I have met in church and bank rooms, I have met in retirement centers. I have met in people's living room. And every time God was there because his name was lifted up, his name was worshipped, he said, if you worship me, I will come. I will not come empty-handed, but I will come if you make an altar of earth and worship. This is a place of sacrifice. What Brother Bounds, Pastor, just did having us finding a place to pray, to repent. It is an altar of earth. Thank God for the church. I agree with Pastor. There's nothing like the church. Nothing like the church. I'm thankful for the church today in the name of the Lord. I know tonight God is going to do some great things. I pray that we will continue to make this an altar of earth, a place that we can worship the Lord, we can magnify. And he said, whatever the need is today, he said, I will not come empty-handed. I will come unto you. And then he said, I will bless you. We're looking forward to getting back to Detroit so we can find an altar of earth, so we can gather people together where his name can be worshipped. Thank you for allowing me to come, Pastor Bound. I'm looking forward to the service. Can I just say one thing? This is an awesome building. This is an awesome altar of earth that you're in. Thank God for this place. Thank God for the churches that go out of this place. God bless you in the wonderful name of the Lord in Jesus. Thank you, Pastor. You may be seated, everybody. Amen. We want our daughter work pastors to stand. We want to honor them. Amen. All of our daughter work pastors want you to stand. Praise God. Come on, let's thank God for these preachers that have been sent. Would you do that right now? I want you to stretch your hands toward them. Let's pray for them. Let's start all the way in the back. Let's pray. God, we pay, pray for Pastor Crispin, the anchor of Cambridge. There'll be a great revival. Hunger, Lord. Touch that city. Give him the word, the direction, the clarity. He and the first family there in Jesus' name. Bless them, oh God, we pray. We pray today, Lord, for Pastor Castle, Woodsfield, oh Lord. Do a great and mighty work there. We're praying that hearts would be turned to you. We pray a blessing over these men. We pray, Lord, for Pastor Nutter and Kashopton. Come on, lift your hand, lift your voices. Let's pray. Do a mighty work there. God, let hungry hearts be led to the church. Lord, we're believing that, oh God, for a great moving of your spirit. Lord, we pray right now, God, for Pastor Richard, oh Lord, in New Lex and Crooksville that do a mighty work. We're praying you would do a great work there today. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, the work in McConnellsville, I pray, an outpouring of your spirit and a great work to be done. Lord, we pray, God, for the city of Zanesville and what you're doing again here. 
God, we're praying with everybody. Let's pray for these things together. We're believing, God, for a great, great, mighty move of your spirit in southeastern Ohio. Lord, help us to train up and send preachers to every city. Oh, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Believe in God for a great mighty work in Gloucester. Can you say amen? Believing for it to be. God, do a mighty, mighty work in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. We are so glad to have, amen, Pastor and Sister Perkins with us. We want them to stand. Amen. I'm so privileged to be their pastor and this beautiful family. We want to introduce them to you. Amen. Would you welcome them here tonight? We're so glad that you're here. Praise God. I look around the room and I see so many wonderful people. Brother Jones, John Jones, I always enjoyed hearing you sing. Stan, we want to just say hi to you. Long time member of this church. We're so glad you're here. Amen. Amen. Brother, Sister Teha, would you stand? We appreciate you all, longtime members here and elder in the church for many years. And, uh, oh, just remain standing a second. I got something I want to say about you. Sister, Sister Teha witnessed to somebody in, in Tat's Pizza. And that's where Brother Noe came out of that. And we, we began to reach a man through Brother Noe and and there was, and Brother Tai stand as well. And there was a great revival that happened in Elkhart, Indiana, where hundreds were filled with the Holy Ghost from a man, the Spanish-speaking community. And 15 churches in Guatemala that followed that. You know what I say? Let's do it again. Let's let God do a work again. Amen. We are believing for a great revival in the Spanish community all over this area. How many believe in that? Oh, let there be a hearty amen. You know what I'm ready for tonight? I'm ready to hear some preaching. Aren't you? I do want to say before we move on, Brother Sister Miller, we're so glad that you're here. So glad. Would you welcome amen? Brother Sister Miller, we're so glad they're here tonight. Praise God. Dear friends, Brother Azzalini is an evangelist, recently installed as pastor of the church in Ironton. He and his wife and children are such an amazing family. He's got a prophetic touch of God on his life. God is using him all over the country, and we're so honored to have him here on our first Sunday. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, get ready, get ready. Amen. God's going to do a work. How many believe there's power in the spoken word? Let's all stand at our feet with expectation. You know what I think you ought to do? You ought to just lean forward. The devil's been trying to push you back, but you ought to lean forward with expectation. How many know there's power in the spoken word of God? Brother Azzalini, we welcome you to Zanesville tonight to preach our first Sunday church service. Amen. Would you welcome our evangelist tonight as he comes to preach faith? Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Can we give that hand clap to the Lord tonight? Come on, he's worthy. He's worthy. Praise God. Love what I feel in the house of the Lord tonight. And I just got great expectation for tonight's service. I believe that God is going to move in a very powerful way. Hallelujah. I loved it when we were all dancing around up here. Because I believe your dance is a declaration before the Lord. I believe your dance lets heaven know and lets hell know who you belong to. Hallelujah. I believe when you dance, you are signaling the atmosphere that there is nothing holding you back, that there is nothing restraining you, that anything that used to bind you has been cut off of you. Hallelujah. Remember when I was growing up, sometimes us young people had a tough time coming out here to dance because our parents and our elders beat us to it. Uh oh. I remember we had elders in our church that when they were no longer able to run, 
they would just get out in their aisle and they would do this. I remember we had ladies with walkers that they would come out and they would just do whatever they could. And just as a little boy, that left an impression in my mind that as long as there's breath in my lungs and strength in my legs, I will not allow myself to become complacent about what God has done for me. Every opportunity I have, I'm going to declare with my feet. I'm going to declare with my hands. I'm going to declare with my shout that I am free and free indeed. Hallelujah. So amazing. I, I did not realize that all of the daughter works of the Anchor Network were going to be here tonight. And as I was standing up there, the Lord just dropped a little thought in my mind. And I want to open with this thought before we get into the word because there's so many different fields represented here tonight. First off, you've got to recognize the value of your field. And then you've got to recognize what season your field is in. And friend, if you've had a mindset that puts God in a box where you only see small things in the kingdom. Let me tell you something. You leaned over to me and you said, man, isn't this a building? And I thought, oh, yes, it is. And we're going to have one just like it in Ironton, Ohio. And no matter what field you're in here tonight, you need to understand that you serve a big God that does big things. And it may seem far away from you right now, but it's far closer than you think. The value is there in your field. And let me tell you something right now. The season is changing in the kingdom of God. So don't you believe that these things are outside of your reach. For God is moving great things in this season. You turn in the word of the Lord with me tonight to the book of Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. We'll read verses 1 through 4. And then we'll go to Isaiah 55. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. I feel a fully come season coming on Ohio. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all. Somebody say all. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I'm telling you right now, there is a Holy Ghost invasion coming to this Ohio district that is going to spark a revival that is bigger and greater than anything we have ever seen in our lifetime. It's going to be greater than revivals you've read about in books. It's going to be greater than revivals you've heard about from other people. I'm telling you right now, it's coming to your field. It's coming to your field. Hey, and when God invades, there's always an eviction. When there's an invasion, there's an eviction. And some of you have believed that this could not happen in your field because of what is residing there right now. But when God decides it's an all moment, it's a fully come moment, and the invasion of the Holy Ghost comes into your field, it will evict drugs, it will evict poverty, it will evict addiction it will evict strongholds out of that region let's go to Isaiah 55 beginning with verse 6 seek ye the Lord while he may be found call ye upon him while he is near 
Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain, somebody say the rain. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall. Somebody say it shall. It shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace, and the mountains and the hills, the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. We are in the most exciting season of the church right now you're in it right now it's beginning right now oh would you pray with me tonight before we're seated jesus we love you lord we're so thankful to be in your house with your people Lord, we thank you for every pastor, every missionary, every evangelist, every young preacher, every son and daughter. Lord, that's a prophet. Lord God, every teacher, every apostle, Lord, every anointed saint of God that is in this room right now. Lord God, that your hand is upon. Lord, that you are partnering with in this last day hour, in this last day season for the greatest harvest that the world will ever see. Hallelujah. Would you clap your hands to the Lord tonight? Come on, would you lift your voice one more time? Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Praise God. Praise God. I want to give honor to your pastor, Pastor Bounds. Love and appreciate him so much. Appreciate this family. Uh, I'm just so thankful for great leadership in the church. Hallelujah. Uh, you referenced a story tonight when you were talking about the window, and you may not remember this, but you preached a youth rally many, many years ago in my home church, Calvary Apostolic Church in Columbus, Ohio, and you were preaching out of that very same story. And it was in that service that your pastor looked at me in the middle of that service and he said, Brother Vinny, there's a fire inside of you. And those few words right there altered the trajectory of my life because it opened up doors in ministry that he didn't even know were getting ready to open. It was a word of confirmation. And I just feel in the Holy Ghost right now that there are words that are going to come across this pulpit tonight, that are going to be released into this atmosphere tonight, that are going to alter the trajectory of some ministries that are sitting on these pews right now that are going to change some destinies, that are going to accelerate some harvest fields. There are words that are going to be released tonight that are going to manifest harvest in your field. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It was last December that I was in Eureka, California, uh, preaching for the McDonald family, and something interesting had started to take place. It was at that time that California was experiencing record-breaking rainfalls. Anybody remember hearing about this or seeing it in the news late last year? This was a very 
different occurrence from the climate that they were used to. This was something that they were not accustomed to handling, and it was causing some challenges. It was causing some problems, but along with the challenges and problems, it was also causing something else to happen that I want to share with you tonight. They were interviewing a meteorologist on a national news channel. This was getting national coverage. And they asked him, they said, what is causing all this rainfall in California? And he said, it's strange and it may sound funny. He said, but all this rain is being caused by atmospheric rivers in the sky. Atmospheric rivers are, and I'm quoting him, long, narrow regions in the atmosphere like rivers in the sky. Atmospheric rivers are rare. However, they are increasing in frequency and intensity. How many of you know that what happens in the natural is mirroring what begins to happen in the spiritual. My Bible tells me in Joel 2 and 28, and it declares in Acts 2 and 17, that it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Climate change is happening, but not the way the world is talking about. There is a shift in the atmosphere, but it is the church of the living God. It is heaven positioning itself for the greatest outpouring of the Holy Ghost for a global harvest. It was just a few weeks ago on a Thursday night in Maslin, Ohio, that we laid a prophet to rest. His name was Bishop Harold Strange. And if you knew him, you were privileged to know him because he was a prophet indeed. He had prophesied to me personally, prophesied to our family, and everything he ever prophesied in our life came to pass. It's good when a prophet's words come to pass because it builds confidence and faith in the hearer. And I want you to hear this preacher tonight because just a few days before he passed, he looked at his grandson, Pastor Nick Strange in Maslin, Ohio, and he said, the Lord has given me one last prophecy. He looked at him with a big smile and he said, and it's a good one. He looked at him and he said, Brother Nick, the clouds are full of rain. Hey, church, I'm preaching to you right now. I'm telling you, this is not the time to be lulled to sleep, to be encumbered or estranged. This is the moment we've been waiting for. Heaven is getting in position. In March of 2020, I preached a message to a camera in our home church that the Lord brought to my memory. It was a prophetic word that now three years later, the Lord is allowing me to see play out. I had never preached it before, and I've never preached it since. I preached out of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6 and 7. The scriptures read this way, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, and neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. 
as our entire globe came to a screeching halt and life was abruptly interrupted. The Lord immediately spoke to my spirit and he said, tell them it's time to water. And I preached that day on the ministry of Apollos. And I told the church through a camera, I said, it may seem right now like your ministry is restricted and like we cannot be effective. But what you can do is continue to water. Make sure the ground stays wet. Make sure that the word is going forth because God has got a plan. There is something on the horizon that God is preparing for. Be an Apollos when you don't know what else to do. When you got questions and you don't know which way to turn. Let the ministry of Apollos become your ministry and water what God is doing in your life. having the privilege to travel and preach in so many churches in Ohio and around the U.S. And I just know, I know I'm, I'm looking around this room. I preach in so many of the churches in this room, represented in this room today. I know that in this great district, I know with great confidence, including this church, that we have abundantly sown. You've prayed, you've passed out flyers, you've believed God for revival, you've invited people, you've made phone calls, you've sent text messages, you've put cards in the mail. What were those? That was you sowing seed in the field. That was you putting seed in the ground, believing that one day, Second Corinthians 9 and 6 says, This I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. I've got news for you, church. The church has sowed bountifully and for three years we've been watering. Now let me tell you what's getting ready to happen. We went from today to three years ago. Now I'm going back seven years. You ready? Seven years ago, using the text in Isaiah that I read to you tonight, a man by the name of Nathaniel Urshan preached a message in Little Rock, Arkansas called Sometimes It's Like the Snow. Has anybody heard that message? Nobody. All right. <laughs> the Lord prompted my spirit to go back and listen to it a few weeks ago. And the essence of that message was this, that over the span of time, the church has sowed abundantly in the kingdom. And sometimes it has felt that the seed we have sown has not produced what we were expecting. And in this message, he eloquently explains that the seed is never wasted. See, seed can be sown and through freezing and falling, and drought, and time, that seed begins to work its way down into the ground. It looked like it was just sitting there doing nothing, but time has pulled that seed into an altar of earth where it has been perfectly preserved, waiting on the timing of and just a little over a month ago, I was on a Zoom call with Brother Charles Robinette on a Monday afternoon. And I logged in and there was a pastor here in Ohio by the name of Brother Simrau that got on that call. And Brother Robinette lifted his voice and he said, there's a pastor here in Ohio with a prophetic word that I want him to share on this call before our speaker speaks. And here it is. He got on that call and this is what he said. 
the mountains and the hills of California are experiencing a phenomenon right now called super bloom. In this region, there are billions of seeds that have laid dormant in the ground for decades. They could not germinate because of the dry conditions that are typical in that area. But this year, because of record-breaking rainfall, because of atmospheric rivers in the sky, billions of seeds that have been laying there for years are suddenly beginning to bloom. The mountains and the hills are breaking forth into singing. There are beyond billions of blooms breaking forth right now. Hey anchor, I've come to preach to you tonight. This is the season of the super bloom. There is not one seed that has been wasted. There is not one seed that has been forgotten. But God has watched and kept track of every seed in your field. You sowed, you watered, ha ha, ha ha, and now God is gonna give the increase. And honey, it ain't going to be a small thing. It ain't going to be a light thing. It ain't going to be something that you can hide. But God is coming for cities. He's coming for territories. He's coming for counties. He's coming for regions. But here's the danger. We've been at it a long time. You know what happens when you've been at it a long time? You get tired. Oh, I'm tired. I'm weary. I'll rejoice over one. I'll rejoice over ten. But, but deep in the back of your mind, you know what you want to see. You don't want to just see one. You don't want to just see ten. You want to see hundreds. And then you want to see thousands. And then you want to see tens of thousands. And the Bible says that in this season of time the adversary will try to wear out the saints of the most high God weariness is the weapon of the latter day but God said be not weary be not weary be not weary in well doing for in due season in due season you shall reap if you faint not Honey, it's due season. Don't faint. Get up. Be renewed in your strength today. It's the season of abundantly. It's the season of increase. It's the season, Brother Cody, of taking cities. Oh, you're not hearing me. It's the season of taking cities. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Ephesus revivals. I'm talking about Thessalonica revivals. I'm talking about revivals that turn cities upside down. I'm talking about revivals that alter economies. I'm talking about revivals that change the landscape of a city. I'm talking about revivals that cannot be hidden or denied. I'm talking about revivals that make it on the news. I'm talking about revivals that no man can stop. God's not coming back to do a small thing. 
He's getting ready to do a great work. Give me my other slide. Next one. I know it may be hard to see, but this is a satellite image from space. The super bloom is so big, you can see it from space. You still ain't hearing it. You're going to have a revival you can't hide inside a building. You're going to have a revival so big, it changes the culture of your city. You're going to have a... You're going to have a revival so big, it changes who's sitting on the court. You're going to have a revival so big, it changes city hall. You're going to have a revival so big, it cannot be hidden. This thing was not done in a corner, and it's not going going to end there. It's the season of super blue. Saints of God, the church is going to have an undeniable, uncoverable, out in the open, not in a corner, earth-shaking, upside-down, world-turning revival. And the Lord started talking to me about this. Before I knew about the super bloom, the Lord started dealing with me about the atmospheric rivers last December. And we were having a revival there in Eureka. It was on Monday night. Did you know you can have revivals on Monday? Uh, on a Monday night, we had seven people come up to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And one guy on the end, he was like the suspect guy. You know, now nobody was sure. Everybody was nervous about that guy. So I was like, I'll take this guy. You guys can have those guys, okay? And so he came up because he had the spirits, but he had not yet had the spirit. Amen. And so he came up, and, and I said, man, we're going to repent. So he begins to repent. He begins to cry. I put my hand on him, begin to pray for him. God instantly fills him with the Holy Ghost. And he's like, man, then we talk to him about baptism. He jumps in that baptismal tank. He's baptized in Jesus' name. And you should have rejoiced already, but since that wasn't good enough, let me just tell you this. Sorry. Listen, let me tell you this part, okay? Because this is the part that changes cities. This is the part that alters economies. See, he was a seven-day-a-week alcoholic. You can find him in the bar every day, spending every dime he had. But the next day, he went to the bar, and he lifted up his voice in front of everybody. And he said, I just want y'all to know, you ain't getting one more dime of my money. Because I found something that is bigger, that is greater, that is more powerful. Yes, he can. And yes, he will. Yes, he can. And yes, he will. Let me tell you about Josh. I wish I had a picture ready to show you Josh. Because about a year and a half ago, in a little town called Quincy, Ohio, Josh walked into a little church service on a Thursday night. And he sat about halfway back. I didn't know who he was. It was my first time there. And I just began to preach what got laid on my heart. And about 70% of the way through that message, Josh, he began to tremble. And he just ran to the front. And he dove onto that platform. And he began to cry and repent and false as the conviction of the Holy Ghost came on him. He began to weep and when he stood God instantly filled him with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I came back just a few months uh, just a few months ago and I saw Josh. I said, hey man, how you doing? He said, you don't even know my story. He said, when you came here a year and a half ago, he said, I was living under a bridge. He said, I had been strung out on meth for years. He said, I lost my kids. Everything in my life was broken. He said, there wasn't one day that I didn't use meth. He said, but on that Thursday night, he said, God instantly delivered me 
from meth addiction. He said, I've never picked it up again. I've never even looked at it again. He said, and now I got an apartment. I'm seeing my kids. God is turning my life around. That's revival. That's the revival that's coming to your city. tell you right now there are four harvests in your city right now right now there are four different harvests in your city and you ought not be afraid of any of them there is a religious harvest in your city right now my god i wish somebody actually believed that word. There's a religious revival. What does that mean? That means pastors in your city that have not come to the full truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ are looking for it right now. And you do not need to be afraid of opening your mouth and sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are entire congregations that are ready to be baptized in Jesus' name and be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost in your city now. My wife and I are looking for a house in Ironton. We were looking at this house just a few days ago, about half an hour away from the church, and we got there and we fell in love with the property. And we're both like, man, we we wish we could live here, but for just a few different reasons, we weren't able to weren't able to do that. But <laughs> but we didn't realize. I didn't realize. My wife, she's she's more spiritual than I am. I guess she realized it. But we were in a God moment. We were in a God moment uh, because this was an elderly couple, 70 years old, getting a divorce. Both Baptist ministers uh, in their local community. And our realtor, who's an apostolic from Columbus, was down there with my wife. And I'm walking around outside. All I can think about is deer hunting and everything else that I can do on this land. And why I didn't realize it is inside the house, our realtor and my wife were praying with that little lady on her living room couch. And she was feeling something she ain't never felt before. She was feeling the power of God beginning to come for her and minister to her in a way that she had never, ever experienced before. We went and looked at another house the other day, and it was a local realtor down there in Ironton. She walked in. She said, before we even talk about this house, she said, let me tell you about that little lady up on the hill. She said, she called me. She said, for four days straight, she's had a peace and a joy that she has never felt before. She wants to come to your church because she's never felt what she felt in her living room that day. There is a religious revival in your sin. There's a revival of the hungry. Ah, who are they? They're the ones that you know are searching. They're looking for answers right now. Before I made my decision to go to Ironton, you know what I did? I told my wife, I said, I'm going to test this field before I move in it. And I went down there, and I began to tell people about Jesus all by myself. I went around, and I began to talk to people in the community. And you know what I found out? The field's ready. The field's ready. The field is ready. They're hungry right now. Don't let weariness keep you from testing out the soil in your field. There's a real good chance that your field is ready right now. It's a revival of the hungry. It's a religious revival. There's a Gentile revival. They're the ones that are lost, but they don't even know they're lost. 
They are the ones that think the church rejected them and turned, God have mercy. They are the ones that say, well, we could never live that way. I can't. They're the ones that say, I can't go to church because I got too much sin in my life. But you know what I found out? When you start building a bridge of love to a Gentile, mercy opens a door and they begin to they begin to hear what you have to say let me tell you something right now there are people in your city that think in their mind they have believed a lie that the church doesn't want them that the church is too holy for them but when the church opens their mouth and says we love you we care about you God cares for you his mercy is for you you build a bridge into a place in your city where people need God. The fourth harvest. And you've heard about this harvest for so long that some of you have stopped believing for it. Some of you know what it is. It's a prodigal harvest. You know, there came a time when the vessels were stolen from the temple in the Old Testament. King Nebuchadnezzar stole the vessels, broke down the walls. But when a new king came, King Cyrus, he issued a decree. And he said, I command every vessel to be returned to the house. Let me tell you something right now. Say, oh my God, Jesus help me. Some of you have believed that it's impossible, that the prodigal harvest is too hard for God. But let me tell you something. Before that trumpet sounds, there will be a decree from heaven where the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords says, I command my vessels uh, to be returned uh, to my house. If I get somebody to come up and play this keyboard for me, you can remain standing. Let me tell you why I'm here tonight. This is my assignment. I've given you the word that God has given me. This is the last thing I'm going to say. Where we live in Columbus, every Wednesday at noon, there's a siren that goes off. Do you guys have that here? Okay. Every Wednesday at noon, right? They're testing the siren for when bad weather or tornado or whatever shows up so that they can alert people. But we've lived with that siren so long that we've gotten accustomed to the sound of the siren. You can hear that siren at noon on a Wednesday and you don't even pay attention. And I have noticed that when bad weather comes and I hear that siren, even though I hear it and even though I notice it, I don't react to it the way I'm supposed to react to it. I'm not running to the basement. I'm not taking cover. I'm not looking for shelter. You know why? You know what I do? I start looking for evidence first. Well, is the wind blowing? Are there branches falling? Is the sky gray? Do I see lightning? Can I hear thunder? God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Church, hear me right now. 
Weariness will lull you to sleep at exactly the wrong moment. And I am here to tell you there is a siren going off in the heavenlies, alerting the church that the atmosphere is changing, that the climate is shifting. And if you wait until you see the evidence, it'll be too late. You better respond to the siren and say, God, I, I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. There are atmospheric rivers in the sky. You are getting ready. It is the season of the super blue. you're doing in this hour I don't want to watch it I want to be in the middle of it I want to be a part of it and I feel I sense that same hunger in this room here tonight and every believer in this room you want to be a part of what God is doing in this last day and hour every head bowed every eye closed just feel like right here in this service there's something that needs to break before we move on. We've repented once in this service right now, but what I want you to begin to pray right now is ask God. Ask God to remove the complacency in your spirit. That I'll see it, I'll believe it when I see it kind of mindset from your heart and that he would heighten that he would increase your spiritual sensitivity in this hour oh you gotta you gotta be tuned in to that siren Come on, there's so many things that are happening in the spirit world right now. It's easier for us to become numb in the spirit so we can make it through the day. But we need to pray that there's a restoration of spiritual sensitivity in our life. So we respond to the siren. So we recognize that alert in our spirit. church right now be a real good time for you to begin to lift your voice for you begin to pray out loud let something come out of you from the depths of your soul God, let an awareness of the season come on us right now. God, let a hunger be stirred in our spirit again. A hunger for revival. God, not just to have good church, but a hunger. God, for a citywide, God, for a regional, for a territory revival. God, where a county is changed, where a city is changed. Where a community is changed. Come on, this is the season of the super bloom. This is the multiplication revival that Brother Hernandez preached about for years. I heard Brother Hernandez prophesy over and over about multiplication. This is it. Oh, if you need something from God, right now is your moment of response. Right now is your moment. 
Come on, if you know you've been caught up in the day today, or you've lost that spiritual vision, you've lost that spiritual alertness to the time that we are in right now. When's the last time you thought about harvest? When's the last time you felt a burden come on you? For the city you live in. When's the last time you prayed for Zanesville? When's the last time you prayed for your county? When's the last time? Church, can we rejoice? God just filled two people with the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, unless a man is born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. We got water right here. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, we can baptize you before you leave here tonight. And if you're in this room and you have never received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, hear me. If you have never spoken in tongues before, I want you to lift your hand right where you are. You don't have to move. I want you to lift your hand. I got one right here. Is there anybody else? Anybody else? I'm looking. Hallelujah. That's what I believe. I believe God wants to bring a restoration of belief and expectation in the church again for a worldwide revival, for a citywide harvest, for a countywide transformation. That's what I believe. When we say things like that, when we make those kinds of declarations, it's hard for us sometimes in our mind to see what it is that God is doing. But it begins right here in services like this when we begin to declare things and prophesy things. And sometimes you get in a place where it's dormant in your spirit. And you've stopped expecting it. You've stopped believing for it. And I believe that's where we are right now. That we're in a place where we need to believe for it again. We need to expect it again. It needs to become the language, the narrative of the kingdom that we talk about revival, that we talk about the city that God is taking, that we talk about the county that God is changing you feel like you've been in a dry place a dormant place and you know that I'm talking to you right now that you need that expectation to be revived in your spirit I want you to just stand up and lift both of your hands right where you are come on that's all oh, that's beautiful hallelujah come on this is a real good time to get honest with God you don't have to walk out of here in a dry place Church, I want you to look around. If you see somebody with their hands up, I want you to go and join yourself to them right now. And I want you to begin to pray for them for a restoration of expectation. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.